In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Brothers and sisters, this Sunday's Gospel reading is a continuation of last Sunday's Gospel reading. It's a continuation even in the Gospel, but also in the liturgical, uh, in the liturgical year. If you remember, just a really quick recap, last week's Sunday reading was about the seeds being, about the seeds and the soil. The seeds, the sower goes and he plants, or he installs seeds in many different types of soils, and then depending on the type of soil will determine whether or not the seeds will grow up, how fast they'll grow up, or whether they're, how long they'll last for, and so on. This is a continuation of that. It comes right after that parable in the Gospel of Matthew, and it also comes after it uh, the week after we read that parable in the liturgical year of the Chaldean liturgy. So it's as if Jesus looks at the four different types of ground that the seed is thrown on, and then he says, well, the first three types are not going to work. On the path, it doesn't work. On the, among the thorns, it doesn't work. Among the rocks, it doesn't work. But it grows on good soil. That was last week's reading. This week's reading, it's as if Jesus is now zeroing in. He's focusing on the good soil. So what happens when the seed is planted in good soil and, and it begins to grow? It begins to grow properly. What happens? If we just look at last week's reading, it's as if we would be meant, we would, we would think that it would grow without any problems. This week's reading shows that that's not the case. Even in good soil, fruit grows and then there's issues. What are the issues? Well, we see it in this parable here. It's growing on good soil, it is actually growing, but then an enemy comes and he plants evil seeds. He plants weeds among the wheat. Now this is actually historically an agricultural problem back then. They, would grow wheat and then weeds would be planted there or around it or somehow would grow around it and the, the kind of relationship between the weeds and the weeds is that they would intertwine with each other and it would cause big problems for the fruit. Why not just pick them up just like the servant said in the, in the, in the parable? Well because they were so intertwined that if you do try to pick them up it's going to be really difficult to pick them out without accidentally picking the wheat as well. That's exactly what happens in the parable. So what does that mean for you and I? We're going to assume now that all of us are the good seed. We're the church. We are the body of Christ. Jesus plants His seed, which is the Word of God, in our hearts, and that Word of God begins to grow. But it doesn't grow without issue. It doesn't grow without problems. It doesn't grow without being challenged. The fact of the matter is, brothers and sisters, just as Jesus says it in the Gospel reading today, you know, so many times we hear people say, well, Jesus came into the world and He died for the world. What did He really accomplish? Look at all the problems. Did He really do what He set out to do? Is the world really saved? It's a good question to ask. And the answer is yes and no. He saved the world, but that salvation hasn't finished yet. Is the world a better place today or a worse place today? It's kind of both. It's gotten better and it's also gotten worse. Why? Because the weeds are growing with the wheat. The wheat is growing, but so are the weeds. And that's the answer to that question. Why? Because Jesus said, I came not to condemn the world, not to judge the world, but to save it. He has not yet come to judge the world. He will come to judge the world, as he says in the parable today. At the end, he will come and judge the world, separating the weeds and the wheat. And the weeds will be burned, and the weeds will be taken into the barn of God. 
But there's a lot of wisdom in this parable for you and I. This is how God is dealing with the world overall. We can take that and apply it to our own lives. There's a lot of wisdom here. What is God doing? What virtue is God portraying in this parable? If he's allowing the weeds and the wheat to grow together, that says a lot. And it tells us a lot about how we should handle our own lives in the midst of challenges and problems. God is very patient. God is not an anxious God. He's not out to try to fix every single problem once he sees something sprouting up. He allows things to kind of play out, see how they're going to go, and then he deals with it as it, take, as it bears fruit, as it goes up to its, 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 to its uh, fruition. In the end, everything will be fine. God will take care of all things. What does that mean for you and I? Some of the problems that we have, there are not many people, there are not many people that have evil intentions, certainly among the members of the church. Not many people have evil intentions. They don't go into situations planning how they're going to destroy situations or other people's lives for their own benefit. But it does happen so often that good people end up accidentally or without thought, without reflection, doing evil things. How is that possible? One of the ways that it's possible is doing the opposite of what God does in this gospel reading. We want good things for ourselves and for our families. We want good things for our children. We want good things for our, the people that are around us. We want it. We're desperate to attain it. All that is fine. But when that desperation turns into controlling, that's when it becomes an issue. When that desperation turns into anxious, driven, quick solutions that are not well thought out without patience, that's the problem. I'll give you an example of this. As a priest, and as in, like for any other priest, this is true of all of us, we deal a lot with the youth. We deal a lot with the youth. And we see the problems that, are, that exist in the youth of our community today, and there are many. Among them is this kind of idea of perfection. We have to be perfect because we live in front of an entire community. This is the way many young people feel today in our community. We feel like we have to be perfect in front of everybody because all of our news is on Instagram. All of our news is on Facebook. Everybody's looking at us. Everybody's paying attention to us. Our parents oftentimes are forcing us to try to be as perfect as possible because we're going to look bad as a family if we commit these kinds of errors or we do these kinds of things. And so in an act of desperation, we try to control all the evil that would otherwise creep in instead of taking it slow, being patient, and letting things play out a little bit while watching it. There are two extremes, and both of them will end up badly. One of them is just pure negligence. I'm just going to let things play out, and I'm not going to even think about it. The other one is, I'm not going to allow anything that I don't want to happen to happen because I'm, gonna, I'm so anxious about the result that I'm going to avoid it from the beginning. Both of those things are going to end up in some kind of issue, some kind of bigger disaster. Negligence will end up with just pure looseness of morality and being too anxious, being too desperate to try to root out all bad things will end up choking people. That's not what God does. God allows the weeds to grow with the weeds. He's watching them the whole time, so he's not negligent but it's also allowing some room for breathing, some space to grow. 
And I'll say, St. Augustine says very nicely in regards to this parable, what, is, what are weeds today can be transformed into wheat tomorrow. But if you pull the weeds out, there is no transformation anymore. What does this mean for you and I, practically speaking? Certainly what I'm not saying is we should just let everybody do whatever they want to. That's, that's the negligence that I was talking about. That is equally bad. But I'm also saying sometimes we have to let even our children make mistakes. Sometimes we have to let people make mistakes and we have to be patient enough like God in the parable. We have to be patient enough to withstand it so that we're not so much choking every situation that God himself isn't free to enter that situation and work it himself. Brothers and sisters, last week's parable, in some of the grounds that the seed was thrown on, Jesus said they didn't grow because of turbulence, because of disturbance, because of persecution on account of the word. Some of them didn't grow because of the heat of the sun. But the good seed grew on good soil. And on that good soil, the seed grew up and it was able to withstand the heat of the sun. It was able to withstand, be patient through all the turbulence, all the disturbance, all the, the persecution that came to the seed. You and I, brothers and sisters, are the seed of God. We are called to withstand even very evil things, even very difficult things. And we're, we're called to withstand it the way God does, with great patience and with great love, which requires that kind of faith, that kind of trust in God that will not shake us with the wind. Amen.